Hello, my name is John Brink and we are podcasting on the brink from the capital of Northern BC, Prince George. An absolute fabulous day in Prince George, a beautiful sunny day, still a little bit of winter and a little bit of snow in the background, but it's absolutely fabulous, uh, a fabulous day. I have a special guest today and her name is Nicole Curry. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you so much, John. So, you've been here for a long time in Prince George. I was born and raised here. You're one of the half a dozen. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Prince George, for our guest, and we have people watching from all over the world. Prince George is about uh, uh, seven, eight hundred kilometers north of Vancouver. It's in the center of British Columbia, from north, south, east, west. It's in the center. Mm-hmm. Now, the mayor of Vanderhoof would say, no, no, it's Vanderhoof. Well, we don't want to argue about it, but it's close. And uh, an absolute beautiful, beautiful province. It is. So tell me a little bit about your background. So you were born in Prince George. I was born and raised here, lived all my life. Um, my father was a longtime city worker here. Uh, he worked 33 years for the city doing snow removal. And um, he, he was an older father. So um, I, I think that's where I learned my compassion and understanding with seniors. And um, he was very proud of, of his work and, and uh, had 33 years at the city with never a sick day. What a dedication, eh? the older generation in particular, you know. So that's right, that old work ethic, right? That work ethic, yes. right? So, okay. And so he worked for the city of Prince George, then retired. That's right. And um, he, he met my mom. They had myself and my sister. Uh, we were six years apart. I was the younger, the younger child. Okay. And um, we, we spent, spent our lives here until they passed away in 2006. In 2006. Mm-hmm. Where did you live then or where did they live in this so, area of town? So we lived over uh, Central, you know where uh, the Integris Credit Union is? Yeah, yeah. Yep, just behind there. Oh, right and there. And so that's where I did the bulk of my growing up. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the corner of that, listening to the yeah. traffic whiz by Fifth Avenue. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was where I was raised. Yeah, and then you uh, went to school there? And... I went to school at St. Mary's and then okay. graduated at O'Grady. Okay, mm-hmm. and then did you go beyond that into college or anything else? Or? I did, I did. Actually, I went to CNC and at the time, um, online booking, there wasn't a lot of online booking for uh, holidays. Yeah. So I actually had went to school to become a travel agent back then when they still had travel agencies. Wow. And I completed that and never worked a day in that field ever. So. Um, oh my God, why not? Well, I, uh, I, I started a job at Esther's Inn and I was a waitress and caterer there and I, I only got that job because my maiden name was um, Schuster Sakamoto and the manager... What was it? Schuster Sakamoto. Oh, where does that come from? My mom was German and my dad was Japanese. Oh my so goodness. So it was a hyphenated eh? name. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the manager there was German and she seen Schuster on my resume and that's the only reason I got shortlisted. And I got hired from there. And believe it or not, um, I had a regular customer that would come in all the time and was very insistent that I meet his wife who was uh, uh, worked for the Canadian National Institute of the Blind. 
Okay. So I was just a young kid out of school. I'd finished college. I didn't really know what I was going to do. There wasn't a lot of employment out for travel agents at that time. And so I started following. What year would it have been approximately? I'm not trying to get I would have been about age, 17, 18. Yeah. 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 And, no, what age, what uh, year was that? Uh, what year was it? Oh, that would have been 96, 97. 96, mm-hmm. 97, yeah. 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 So it was just... Um, Online travel was really starting to take off and the yeah. commissions were being cut from um, from the travel agents. Everything started to change. It did. Right? And they told us actually at the <clears throat> tail end of our course that this is what was coming. And I realized, yeah. boy, oh boy, I picked the wrong, uh, the wrong yeah. um, position for the future here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I started volunteering at the CNIB and I stayed there until an admin job opened up. And I was just a young kid with not a lot of experience, just what I had learned there, and I got the job. CNIB is? The Canadian National Institute of the Blind. Just for our guests. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, and so you got a job there. And that started my love with wanting to help people in need. Yeah. And um, from there, I did a short stint uh, at Revenue Canada back then. And I knew fairly quickly that was not my calling. You know, my dad said, it's an amazing job. It's got the benefits. It's got this. And I said... He liked the, the part that is government, yes, right? Yes, Because you start there, you never leave. That's right. Yeah. And he's thinking job security and the future and all yeah, of that. Yeah. Good and thought, though. It, it was, yeah. you know. And um, But I just knew it wasn't for me. I, I had never... I had no fulfillment there. And yeah. um, <clears throat> I knew I wanted more. So I ended up having, um, getting married and having two sons. Okay. And so I stayed at what home. What are the names? My oldest is Ori. And Ori. Ori. O R R Y. Oh, that's different. It is. Yeah. Is, where does that come from? <laughs> Believe it or not, don't laugh. It actually comes from one of my mom's favorite movies that she. I, we watched it probably twice a year on TV, and it was from the show North and South with Patrick Swayze, and Patrick Swayze's character was named Ori Main, and I loved that name. And was I, he the dancer, Patrick that's Swayze? That's the pat dancer from Dirty, uh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. That's right, yeah. And, and him and his wife, he passed away too far too young. He didn't did, he? yeah. Very, very tragic, but uh, the movie is still even now very popular, right? It sure is, and that yeah. was a, we were big Patrick Swayze uh, fans in our household, right. and it was just a unique name, and I liked that, and uh, so that's where his name came from. That's one son. How about the other? They're two years apart. I'm scared to ask. No, no, <laughs> the I'm other joking. one's not too bad, Tristan, so it wasn't okay. too bad. That's good. Yeah. Yes, okay. and so yeah, they're two years apart. And so I did... I How just, old are they now? They are 21 and 19. Wow. Yes. Can you imagine how quickly it goes? It went in the blink of an eye. Um, I remember toddlers' age was so hard. And then people would say, before you know it, they're going to be making their own breakfast and cereal and toast. And I thought, that day is never going to come. And before you know it, they're going to get married and they're going <laughs> to right. have kids. And, yeah, you know, because I got two daughters and the one is 45, the other in that area, and the other one is about 50. And, uh, and it just I still remember, like yesterday, going up the elevator in the hospital to uh, when they were born, you know. So uh, that's how quickly it goes. It and sure you know does. that, right? Mm-hmm. And your husband, does he work? Uh, He's a carpenter in town. He was also, um, he's done most of his life here in Prince George. Okay. And um, What's his name? His name is John. Oh, yeah. that's a good name. Yeah, good, strong, sturdy name. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, he's been in carpentry as long as I've known him. Um, yeah. Been with the same company for over 20 years. Yeah. And um, he reminds me a lot of my dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. And, and uh, you know, so now you, you were at CNIB, but, and then what happened then? I basically, once I, I went on to Revenue Canada yeah. um, and I got, I had my first son, I, I went on my maternity leave and we yeah. decided I would be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So I was doing the mom thing and, and once they were in school, volunteering at the school and being a teacher helper. Yeah. And, uh, and then I had a, a friend that actually from Esther's Inn that knocked on my door one day and said, we need help at respiratory. Will you, will you come and, and meet my boss? Yeah. So that was my step back into the workforce. They were yeah. willing to work when the kids were in school. Yeah. So I started there. And then I sort of got found from each place from there. You know, one thing led into another, another opportunity. And I, I, I went into the industrial world for a while. You know, I, I'm adventurous. I wanted to give that a try. And yeah. I did a little stint out there. But, you know, I really didn't like the travel over the bridge um, especially with the time pinch to get kids from school. Yeah, yeah. So um, I knew that that might not be long term. Right. But it was an enjoyable, uh, an enjoyable period. And um, I, I, from there, uh, got found by, believe it or not, my oldest boy that played hockey. He, um, he had a friend and, and their parents contacted me looking for an assistant and an, an administrator, administrator to help them out. Okay. And it was really close to the kids' school. Like it was, it was a good fit. Fitted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I made the move and I worked <clears throat> with them um, for about three years until they sold their company. Okay. And then I said to, to my husband, John, I said, wow, this is the first time, you know, I, I might be able to take the summer off before I go back into the workforce and right. just take a think about what I want to do. And, yeah. and uh, sure enough, he got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt on the job and, you know, bills need to be paid. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I don't want to take a chance. I, I better start looking. Yeah. And I happened to see the Prince George Council of Seniors Meals on Wheels coordinator on Facebook. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll drop off a resume there. Yeah. Um, they called me before I got home and I interviewed the next day and I was hired before I left the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest was history. I started the following how, Monday. How long ago was that, uh, Nicole? Four and a half years ago now. Four and a half years mm -hmm. ago. And was that at the beginning of when they started... Uh, uh, Meals on Wheels? Meals on Wheels has been around in the city since 2000. Yeah. And I didn't, Nearly like I had years. heard about it. I have, yeah, I had not heard about it. Yeah, well, I, I had only heard about it when, when one of my in-laws was out, out of the hospital and needed Meals on Wheels. And I was actually the one that had called them and set it up. Yeah. Um, not thinking anything of it past, past that service. It was amazing. Um, and... Uh, Actually, even when I had my interview uh, with the Council of Seniors, I failed the first question, which was, what is Meals on Wheels? <laughs> so I said, well, it's, you know, um, healthy meals for, for seniors in need, um, if they have a surgery or something like that. That was a good one. I thought so. But it's actually, um, that, that is not the case. We, um, so did he then say we don't go home now? No, they actually, they called me on it and got me flustered right off the bat. And I was like, oh, but I didn't realize it was for people that might need um, post-op surgery, people coming out of the hospital. It could be um, people with special needs, 
um, people that are, are getting back out into the community and trying to develop good life, good and healthy life yeah, skills. Yeah. Yeah. We've had stints with that, helping people to show them what healthy meals are. Yeah. But our program is mainly catered to seniors, as you know, as 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 I might have shared with you already. Um, but I just had no idea the scale of it and and the need for it until yeah. I started at the pro, you know, started in the program and began my learning curve. So. When they started it 20 years ago, in 2000 or somewhere about that, mm -hmm. was it then part of the uh, part of the Pinchot Council of Seniors? Yes. Part of that organization? That's right. Yeah, and it became then kind of a subsidiary of it? Well, what happened back then, I believe they only had six clients when they started. It was a very small program. Right. And when I stepped into the program, we had 33 clients at the time. Yeah. And it is changing and adjusting all the time because I, I listen to what my seniors are telling me, or at least I, I try to do my best right. and, and to adjust to their needs. And it's not just black and white. A lot of people just think it's black and white. But I want the experience to be positive for right. seniors. And there's not a lot of perks if you're stuck in a home and you don't get any visitors or you don't have family. Yeah. So I, I like food. Lonely, lonely. Lonely, that's yeah. right. So I, I like them to be able to call and have time to chat with them, yeah. see how they're doing, and then listen to their dietary needs on top of it because yeah. not everybody likes the exact same food, right? No. And some people have allergies and that kind of thing All that of we that, have to yeah. work around. Yeah. So it's it's been um, interesting and challenging learning from sometimes week to week, month to month with the changes that, uh, that so are coming up. So when you came on board, you said you had 33 or 6? 33 when I came on board, right. yes. And, and then the staff that is supporting you, a lot of them are volunteers, right? All of our drivers are volunteers. Yeah. That's right. We have the drivers are the people that deliver the food from our kitchen, yes. Your kitchen to wherever they are, That's which right. is mainly in downtown Prince George. Yes. General area of Prince George. That's right. Greater Prince George. We do the downtown area, and then uh, about two and a half years ago or so, maybe a little longer now, we developed a route out in North Nechaco three days a week because they were a missed area between us and the Hart Highways Meal yeah. on Wheels program. Yeah. So we did try to bridge uh, a little gap there. So how far up the North Nechaco to the foothills? We go all the way to the end. <laughs> to the very end. To the yeah. very end. Yeah. We just don't because go the, the houses hill. are further and further and further they apart are. there. That's right? right. Yes. Yeah, but it's an easy area. And then I believe I also talked to you already when I was visiting your kitchen and your facility that uh, you, you're kind of contemplating or your group is contemplating. Uh, you know, now uh, College Heights, which is for those of us, for the people that are watching, just to put it into perspective, Prince George is a city in the center of British Columbia, and I usually call it the capital because it pretty much is mm -hmm. the northern capital, has about plus or minus 80,000 people. Right. And, uh, and, and, a substantial portion of them live in the 
greater area that we talked about where we are sitting right now. And mm -hmm. if you look behind us, nice. this is downtown Prince George. And, uh, and then College Heights would be to the west of us mm -hmm. and uh, a couple of kilometers. But it's climbing uh, up uh, a hill and then it can be fairly busy there through the traffic because That's two right. major highways, 97 and 16, cross yes. each other. So it's a whole different, little bit of a different world for your perspective in terms of delivery of meals to that particular area. That's right. Is that what it is? That's right. We would need, because it's quite a large area and very spread out, Yeah. Uh, we would have to look for a kitchen that would be much closer to that area okay. than the current area that would we're be at the to meet our timelines for right? delivery. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, since I've started, I, I kept a list of, of people that would call from College yeah, Heights yeah. and just to kind of keep track of the need up there. And there is a need. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have to get this program kind of caught up and, and more under control with no wait lists before we can look at that. But that is yeah. very much on our radar. And, and I really have hope that we'll be able to pull something off in the next year or so. We, we really have a vision to be able to serve all of Prince George clients, whether it's our Meals on Wheels program or the Heart Highway, you know, that serves, it's amazing program up there that serves the Heart Highway residents. Right. Yeah, so that is definitely a goal for us. So the key now is that you are the coordinator, you are working with volunteers, mm -hmm. and then how many clients do you have now? Currently, we have 110 clients. Okay. And we have a wait list. Uh, I checked today, we're up at f to 15 now on the wait list. They just trickle in every day. So uh, in order to be able to add more clients into the program, we would need to be able to add another route, you know, to each day in order to, to be able to do that. Okay. And in order to do that, then we need the, the manpower, the volunteers behind that. Right. Mm -hmm. So the thing you need, how many uh, are on the waiting list, you say? 15. 15. Mm -hmm. So, and that is just the lower area, uh, uh, you know, and then, so, correct me if I am wrong, then really what we are doing, you and me and, and your organization and us, is kind of making this much more public in terms yes. of why are we doing this and why is it so important and then what kind of cost is involved. And, and to make sure that the meals that you prepare are their main meal, mainly, that they get between 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. It is their main meal the day. for the day. And, and it co costs, from a cost perspective, of, of very balanced meals mm -hmm. that are checked out by other people to make sure that it, by government. That's right. And uh, you prepare it, manage it, and deliver it, and the cost will, is about six dollars per meal. They're eight fifty per meal right eight, now. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Yes. And and what you hope to recover is a hundred and eighty dollars is sixty dollars per meal. If if we we average it on a, a month that has the most days, yeah. and it's approximately a hundred and eighty dollars per month for a client if they want one meal Monday through Friday. Okay. That's what it averages out to. Yeah, and that's five days a week. That's right. 
Unfortunately, we don't have any uh, service on the weekend, yeah. so they're often left to fend for themselves on the weekend, which is sad. But what would be the objective to do that on the weekends as well? In an ideal world, that would be wonderful. But right now, we have a hard enough time maintaining drivers just with the Monday through Friday. Right. And then with summertime, we see a lot more drivers take time off with holidays and that yeah. sort of thing. I think it would be hard unless we... I, I don't actually know how we could pull that off. Uh, we would need some dedicated weekend teams to do it, as well as staff, because you do need staff in case drivers call in, yeah. or if they have issues out in the field and they maybe they can't find something or something is wrong when they show up to a client's house. So ideal for you right now would be is to find volunteers that would be volunteering to drive and be available even on a fill-in basis so that if somebody says he can't make it, mm -hmm. that you can pick up the phone and say, hey, Charlie, blah, 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 or whatever uh, the person may be, uh, you know, can you step in? That's right. And that, so that's what you're looking for, for one. Mm -hmm. The other one that you're looking for is ideally find for a, from a funding perspective, and that is our objective working with you is saying, and the purpose of this podcast is to say, we want to find 100 commitments to one month pay of the $180, which would mean $18,000. If we can find that, and if that as a result of our podcast, we can raise that, then that would be an accomplishment and a start to continuity. And so what I would say is that for the average individual, after we finish this podcast and talk a little bit about more the examples of why we are doing this, then that would be contributing $180. That's right. Our company will donate $1,800 at 10 for one month. To start, and, and so my challenge would be to other companies to do the same, you know, do 10, you know, before we are done, and other individuals. Now, so I've already made that commitment, so if we find other people that right after this podcast or doing the podcast, they will pick up the phone and, and, and say, or go online and saying, I want to donate, how do I do it? So you tell them how we do that. Well, they're welcome to drop by our center. We've just moved into a nice, much bigger office um, in order to be able to provide more services to seniors. So we'd right. welcome them to come uh, check it out. Right. And if not, they're welcome to call in. Um, uh, we do e-transfers, so that's probably okay. the easiest way online okay. for them to Okay, to so how do we give them the information so they know what to do? Maybe just repeat the phone number. Sure, our number is 250-564-5888. So 5888. Okay, 250-564-5888. And then if they do it online, uh, how do they contact the online? So they could send an e-transfer uh, to my email address. It's nicole.pgcos at gmail.com. Okay, say it once more. Nicole, so N-I-C-O-L-E, 
www.pgcos, and that's for Prince George Council of Seniors, at gmail.com. At email.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so our objective now is to raise a hundred or get a hundred commitments. And then, but that's an ongoing issue, right? So that, uh, you know, struggling to get uh, enough. And, and so you're more or less looking also for people that will adopt a senior in the sense of supporting the meals on wheels, right? For that individual or for a individual if there is no name or but a person. That's right. I mean, that would just be amazing. We developed the Adopt-A-Senior program. It was actually accidental. I had been out to see a new client and they had called ahead and I knew it was going into a weekend and they didn't have a lot of food. So I, I called over to the Seniors uh, Center on Brunswick, where, which is our kitchen. And it was sort of after hours, but I, I just said, hey, like I've got this couple, do you have anything I could take them? And he prepared me a couple meals and some extras in there for them because he knew they were going into the weekend. And when I went there, their house was bare. Their cupboards were bare. Their counters were bare, John. Like it was, I've never seen anything like it. And um, so I walked in and I always like I, I usually will kind of go down on the floor or whatever, leave them sitting and just try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. But when I started to open up the food, there's just this like a smaller container of soup. And I asked the husband, I said, would you like me to open this for you? Because he had I could tell he, he would have had issues trying to even open the container. And he said yes. And I opened it. And and John, he just grabbed it with both hands and just drank it right back. Yeah. Just drank it, no spoon, no nothing, just, just like that. And his wife just wept in the chair. like she, We were sitting kind of like this, and she wept in the chair across from him. And I hugged her, and I told her it was going to be okay, and that we were going to look after her, and it was, you know, she didn't have to be sad anymore. And she wept the whole time I was there. I could make out thank yous, and, and she just couldn't believe it. So I went home, and like... Actually, when I got out to my car, I couldn't even drive away right away. My legs were just, yeah. I was just shaking. And I got home and I felt very frustrated with that. Like, how can that even be a possibility for a exactly. senior, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so I put a, fo a, pa a post on Facebook, just my personal page, just saying, you know, please don't ignore me. Like, we're all going to be here someday. Like, all my friends that are my age, don't just go Nicole's posting another thing about seniors. Like, yeah. please, listen. Yeah. And we're all going to be there one day. But how is this right? A yeah. little tiny bowl of Cheerios they had that day. Yeah. And that was going to feed the two of them for the day. Yeah. They had nothing else left in their house. No. And so um, I had a friend reach out for, that works at Northern Health. And she says, like, oh, my gosh, what can we do to help? Like, I need to do an employee challenge where I work. What can I do? And it just took off from there old co-workers from the industrial area, friends, family, they just started reaching out. So I took the, the cost of a month of meals and I said, like, if you're willing to pay for a month of meals, like we can do it like an adopt-a-grandparent or an adopt-a-senior. Yeah. And that's how that took off. Yeah. And um, it spread like wildfire. It was over Facebook and, and we got a great amount of funding to start us off. But there's such a need out there. Yeah. It blew my mind away. And uh, so, you know, we were able to feed that lovely couple 
until the day they both passed away. And to me, we did something good there, right? It's, it's sad that they're no longer with us. Yeah. But I'll never get her, her, her crying out of my mind. I'll never no. unsee that and, and seeing someone so hungry. Yeah. And it broke my heart. Yeah. So that's why this, like, I can't thank you enough for, for you know, allowing us a platform to share this with I people. Think it's, it's very important. And you know? oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just honored for it. Thank you. Yeah. Because there's, there's so many clients out there or seniors that aren't even my clients yet. You no. know, we might get a call that where we had someone who had no food for the weekend and was sharing their meal their, with their, their animal, was, yeah. was eating their pet food. Yeah because they had nothing and yeah. I get that call at seven in the morning and you know I'm not even supposed to answer the phone but I'm like who's power calling at seven in the morning yeah. something must be wrong yeah and I heard that and I said okay give me two hours to figure this out we will yeah. have something there yeah you know and that will never happen again like yeah. you, you, we don't want anybody to go hungry even if I don't have no. the funds I'll figure it out later kind yeah. of a thing yeah. I just I don't think anybody should have to go hungry yeah, and, and we want to do more of that. And there's a lot of people that feel like you do, uh, you know, and as I do about it, and saying, how can we put something together? Not that you already started the program now, but we have to get in place is the funding of it. And there are people that are willing to donate on an ongoing basis $180. Mm -hmm. But first we want to raise the 100 uh, at $180 and, and this podcast will help us. That's the goal of doing that. Uh, and we already made the first step. So we already got 10. So, uh, and, so and then, but then from there on in, then we have to stay in touch and create a vehicle that will keep looking at how can we further increase that in more people uh, you know, become part of it. Right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. And that's the one thing like we are very blessed. We've had since the last campaign when, when it first went out on Facebook there, we have had two steady donors that have been paying for two seniors in town to have meals since that came out. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that's two pe that, that is gold to me. Just having two people who will do yeah. that. Um, so something like this, like, I just can't thank you enough already. I, no, it is. Um, no. It's so powerful the generosity, and we we really do have the most beautiful community. We do, and a lot of people don't know, as you said uh, earlier, uh, you know that in, until you really became involved, you didn't fully appreciate how bad it is mm -hmm. in some of these cases. That's right. And uh, you know, and then it becomes then a question of how do we bring other people on board that feel the same and that can be helpful and want to be helpful, right? That's right. right. And, uh, you know, and then how to continue that because, as you said earlier, uh, you know, that you got 110, you got 15 on the waiting list, but also College Heights should be part of this, That's right? That's right. And, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, so... So that's going to be the critical part. Mm -hmm. Give me some other examples of, uh, you know, some of the people. I know myself, I've been without food. I, when I first came here from uh, Holland, mm -hmm. I had no money, couldn't speak the language, didn't know a soul, didn't have a job. I was promised a job, but didn't have any money. Where uh, For 10 days, I had nothing to eat and stood in front of the Salvation Army and was too proud to ask. So I know, and I was born in uh, 1945, mm -hmm. and still 
you know, even then at five years old, I remember even still today, uh, you know, we had nothing to eat and, uh, and, and no heat, and especially not during the hunger winter mm -hmm. uh, of 1944-45 where uh, uh, I was uh, five and my sister was one year older, my brother two years older, and every day we would go with a gunny sack into the railroad yards to pick up anything edible or, or burnable. And, and the reason that adults didn't do it, because they would get shot wow. with the kids that, uh, you know, they would boot them one, but, uh, you know, and, and so, but even still I remember well the feeling of hunger. Hungry, hungry belly, yeah. right? You never forget that. You never forget that's it. right. And the same is cold and anxiety, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and subsequently PTSD and uh, the inner child and all the other things that are affected by it, you know. So that's right. But oh. I think there's lots of people that want to be helpful, and and so that so. The infrastructure is in place, and I had the uh, the the the. the and, and the location that you have, I know well because I came in in 1965. That was the library. That's right, the old library. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. the library, and and it's a beautiful building, and uh, and so I visited there uh, with you, and uh, you know, and uh, very very well organized. It is. It is is it a senior home or how do they call that? It's a seniors activity center. So yeah. uh, seniors can, there's there's bridge, they have uh, dances, they're welcome for lunch daily through there. Um, they have special events, um, especially, you know, maybe Valentine's Day dances, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's more of an activity center. They can do their lawn bowling and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, if, I was if, amazed there were about 20 or 30 people there and yeah. you were playing cards and uh, you know, and we kind of wandered around and uh, they just kind of ignored us uh, and uh, then we went through the kitchen and I did all that kind of stuff. That's know. right, yeah. Beautiful facility, so that's where the kitchen is. Then the next thing is we have to get the, uh, the, uh, volunt or the uh, contributors of the $180 or to, what is that called? Adopt? Adopt a senior adoptive senior mm -hmm. program mm -hmm. so we we're gonna have to get people involved in the adoptive senior is there an age to a senior well typically it's six, typically it's 65 and over okay but if i would probably i i assess every situation on its own but even if it wasn't you know money through donors i myself would never let anybody go hungry no. you know i no. i could not go home i wouldn't either and and uh, and be okay to go and eat my supper and sleep in my warm bed, knowing no, that. No. Um, and you know we've had a lot of times where people have called after hours. You know the yeah. kitchen is closed. Yeah. And it, a lot of them are, are hospital releases. Yeah. I've been in the hospital for three months. I'm I'm home and I don't have any food. Yeah. And it's a Friday and um you know I've already been there an hour after my time and yeah. You know and I I talk to my manager. I say kitchen's closed like. Go, go find them something, you drop it off, you get it done. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'll say, do you want like a Tim Hortons bun and sandwich? You get to pick today and yeah. and, and take them something. I kind of thought, I see it even up to 102. For, sorry? For a adopted senior. Oh, yeah. Yeah? This <laughs> Any, anything really, you know. Basically, if there's a need, I mean, I would say 99% of our clients are, are 
over 60. Yeah. Or people with disabilities that yeah. need the service, right? Or, or for circumstances left the hospital. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the, the, the profile and it's a mixture of male and female, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, the other part about it is that it's a very important part of your group. You have volunteers helping you in preparing the meals. We have mainly right now, we have two staff members at the kitchen. Okay. And then if they need some help, um, you know, they'll reach out. They've got a couple other staff or, or myself. I step in and help. We yeah. just, we do whatever needs to, to get and done. And you start doing that at about 10 o'clock and then you start delivering the meals at... They start going out the door about 20 to 11. Yeah. And I try to stagger the times when they pick them, when they all pick them up. We try to now, run when it. When I like, was there, there was a drive through too. That's like our drive through. It's we, we run it out the side door. Uh, we started that during COVID. Okay. Um, we just felt it was best to, you know, in the old days, the volunteers. Seems to be very efficient too, right? It's, it's working, you know. Yeah. They, they used to like to come in and they'd all kind of visit with each other at the door while they waited. So unfortunately, that part's kind of taken away. But they do sometimes, mm. if it's nice, stand outside their cars and yeah. get caught up. But, but it's efficient. Yeah. yeah. We, we try, you know. Yeah. With, as the program's gotten bigger and bigger, we've had to, you know, come up with ideas so that we, we have no lost time. So, and then... You have volunteers that deliver That's the meals. Right. We currently have over 50 volunteers. And I, 50 volunteers? 50 volunteers. And you go, Nicole, how could you possibly need more? Yeah. And, and I sometimes feel like a bit of a hog yeah. with them. But we have maybe 30 core weekly drivers that, that are committed to driving, you know, once a week, every Monday, and they'll come yeah. every Monday. And the rest are all our backup drivers, our fill-in drivers. Do they make one delivery or do they make more than one? Oh, they make lots. My, my core group, they know the town really well and they're, yeah. they're really efficient out there. So um, a lot of them will even do two routes. Yeah. So a route can go depending on the team that's delivering. Because I go, I, I have to listen to what the volunteer needs. Yeah, yeah. If, it's, if it's a work person that's working and it's like I have one hour for lunch, you know, I might only give them four deliveries close to their workplace. Yeah. So, but the, the other, my other drivers, you know, on average, it can be 10, 12 deliveries. Yeah. If it's a free meal day, we get, we can get into the twenties and that means yeah. I have to call in another set of drivers Yeah. Uh, to help them out. So, and, and some of them have been with you for a long time, like, uh, Kelvin, uh, Bassie. Cal Bassey. Cal, Calvin Bassey and I were, were newbies together. Yeah. We started sort of around the same time. So yeah. he kind of had to go through all the painful learning curves that I yeah, had yeah. to learn. Yeah. And he was just a great sport with it. And, yeah. and since then, um, you know, he, when I, we did the adopt a senior, his son uh, owns Northside Auto there off of First Avenue. Right. And his son heard about it and right away phoned me up. Nicole. Yeah. Let's adopt some seniors, you know, and, yeah. and um, they were one of our early sponsors and continue to be consistent whenever we need anything. I can reach out to them, which is amazing. And then relationships develop, right, with the seniors that already are looking forward to them. It's virtually predictable, right? It is. My drivers, uh, especially the ones that have been doing this a long time, they get to know their clients and their, their, yeah. their stops over time. Are there couples in some cases or mainly in oh, single individuals? For, for clients, you mean? Yeah. Or, yeah. We have both. Yeah. Both. You know, it's sort of sad, but you know what I often have, like I've noticed over the years, is if it's a couple, 
it's the wife that calls. Yeah. I go in and the husbands usually can give me like they, they give me a little bit of pushback. They want their wife's cooking. They don't <laughs> they don't want Meals on Wheels coming in. Yeah. And uh, eventually, you know, we, we, we get them on board and everything's great. And I find out actually that the wife was terminal. And, and these lovely women are, are making sure that their husbands are set up and, yeah. and give them time to adjust to the program yeah. before they go. And I've noticed yeah. that's been a lot of consistencies there. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I love them right to the bitter end. They're making sure they're being looked after even yeah. after. But yeah. that, that's one, one thing I noticed with a lot of the couples that yeah. it, it's usually the, the, the missus that's reaching out to, yeah. to get some support yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, the so now if you look at uh, which other areas are a challenge right now for you other than trying to get adopt a senior people signing our on on a continuous basis mm-hmm. that does not mean necessarily every month but if it may be every second month or you know but start contributing to the funding of say a hundred, uh, you know, uh, uh, donations per month, even if they do a portion for some, right? Oh, say, even if it was a dollar or five dollars, yeah. like you know, you, anything, anything that they can do towards that. Some people can afford one hundred and eighty dollars. Other ones may say, "Well, I can do twenty. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be donating, say, twenty. That would be no problem. They can call you. They can then do it automatically, and they Absolutely. then are part of the program." Right? Absolutely, and it, and you know, if it's a business, I can't give much back besides a tax receipt, mm-hmm. or I can give them like up. I always offer. I'll do a plug on on the Hell Yeah page. You know, so they get some acknowledgement for yeah, their yeah. good work. But there's a yeah. lot of a lot of people in this. Is town. there a website, uh, Nicole? We do have a, a, a Prince George Council of Seniors website that lists okay. all of our resources. It, We've got our newsletters. Is it www what? I, if you just if you just type in Prince George Council of Seniors, it'll come up. But I think okay. it's www.pgcos.ca. Okay. But don't yeah. quote me on okay. that. Okay, <laughs> but but there's a website available. That's so. right. Yeah. So the, yeah. Very very good. Yeah. So. Anything else that comes to mind, if you think in terms of the challenges that you have in that area, you want to get more volunteers. Mm-hmm. And again, the volunteers can use the same phone number to phone. That's right. Right. That's right. And, you know, ideally we are trying to fill in more gaps of people that are interested in doing it more on a regular basis. Right. The reason is, is if I have to... F- fill in 40 backup shifts a week. It's very time consuming for myself. And that means my clients aren't getting that time. And I really prefer to give to give the clients the time they need. Right. So um, a suggestion for, we, we have had a couple teams step up now that um, alternate days, like if it's a buddy system. And so it's really only twice a month. And, and so we've been testing that out with a couple of people too, and it's worked well. So yeah. the first time they might go out and do it together. Yeah. And then the next time they just pick, okay, we're going to alternate Wednesdays. Yeah. So it's only twice a month for yeah. them. And that, that's great. But I know people, not everybody has that time. Yeah. But I know that is a goal for us because it would just be a lot less shifts. We'd have to be contacting people to book, right. you know, on a, on a weekly basis. Right. So that is a big goal uh, for us. And then, you know, if, if we could get some funding, if anybody has any, any extra 
you know like I said even if it was a dollar that would be a one that would be wonderful you know we can contact we have another wait list of people waiting for funding for adopt a senior where they're they've been sitting there for three months waiting but I don't have any more funds to get like I have no more funds to be able to, to go there with. Is there anything coming from government uh, for this particular program? We get some grant funds, but not towards the like meals. an adopt a senior sort of right. thing. That's right. So it, it's a bit of a challenge, but you know, we try to balance it out where if we have to scale one person back for a few months, that was getting an adopt a senior even like five days a week, I might have to say, hey, you know what? Do you mind if we go to three days a week? Because then I can call. Joe over here and say, hey, I can at least give you two days a week yeah, because yeah. we don't want people to be without. Yeah. But we are just at that point where we have a lot of need and and we just don't have the funds to cover it. Have you got any examples of some of the ones that you said, well, this was, uh, you know, the one was a good example that you named earlier mm -hmm. is where you, you know, because I remember there is always pride involved. That's with me when I was standing in front of the Salvation Army here in 1965 uh, and and was hungry and was too ashamed to go in mm -hmm. not correctly that should not happen but i was uh, is there are there any that where people are reluctant uh, about they i'm glad you pointed that out because i i remember that from my dad he was a man with a lot of pride right and you know, even if, if we were hurting or we didn't ever say we were hurting, no. you know, it was, it was a prideful thing. Yeah. And so I've kind of carried a lot of the memories that I remember about dealing with him and, and ways, you know, he would get more anxiety as a senior. For example, if they have a bill and it's not paid that day, he would, he would just not be right until do, it yeah. was paid, you know, yeah. and balance the checkbook. Chip, typical, uh, you know, European in particular. That's yeah. right, you know, and, yeah. and so I, I get that part of it. So sometimes with my clients, and I'll, I'll, this is an example, you get to know them over the years. Yeah. And if I have a client that can afford, I'm going to throw a number out, 12 meals a month. And consistently, that's what they've ordered within their budget. Yeah. And all of a sudden, for two months, I don't get an order. Yeah something's not right like maybe right. maybe they went away and they forgot to tell me but something's not right yeah so I had reached out to this particular person and had asked you know you have to be very gentle when you do it because you're you're trying not to overstep your boundary no no but exactly. it's, you care and you want to know if you could do anything to help yeah so you just start kind of asking questions you know is everything okay um, have you had any extra expenses come up I've heard seniors you know the prescriptions because back during COVID when they didn't have enough um, prescriptions yeah. seniors had to refill every month yeah and often they would get charged that dispensary yeah. fee on top of it yeah well it might only be a few bucks yeah that's huge to them exactly so this one particular person I had noticed and and so I finally just phoned and I said you know I I don't mean to to, to probe but I just want to know if you're okay because you haven't ordered anything yeah and and the client was absolutely I'm so embarrassed Nicole but I've had a power chair issue. I needed a new battery. Batteries are like three, $500. Well, that's a big hit for a senior on a pension. Yeah. So that's why that person hadn't ordered in months. Yeah. So right away, I'm like, okay, we're gonna pick some meals out for you now. Yeah. You're not gonna worry about this. Yeah. And actually I took the order and then I said, I'm gonna send this, your order back to you and I want you to go through the menu again. Yeah. And I want you to pick what you want. 
if you want one meal a day, I want you to order that. Yeah. And I told them, I said, we have someone from the community that will sponsor you this month. Yeah. I have the best job in the world some days. It's yeah. like Santa. And they are in tears thankful. every time, yeah. beyond thankful. I've seen men cry, yeah. women cry. Yeah. And um, I love them all. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're there to support them, not just with meals. If they have a bad day, yeah. they call. And Nicole, I need to see you. And that's a part of it. it. Like they made that very clear when I started at the Council of Seniors. It's not just Meals on Wheels. No. You need to spend time. These are human beings yeah. and they are often forgotten about. Yeah. So you need to be there and yeah. you need to be a voice. If you see that they need a hospital bed or a toilet lift, you need to make those connections for yeah. them. Yeah. So we take a lot of pride in doing that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've chased, I've chased Red Cross equipment down for people that, yeah. you know, terminal people, you should have a hospital bed in here. Yeah. We'll make those connections. It, it takes a special you, much more than it looks like, but it goes far beyond that, you know. So now... How do you look now at college height? Because it's something that you have mentioned to me two or three times mm -hmm. already. Is that what does it take to get that off the ground? Other than, as you indicated earlier, is that you pretty much need a location then, because from proximity, it would take too long from here because of the distances. That's right. Yeah. So we would need, the dream would be to find a kitchen up in College Heights. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a big dream, but we would love to take it on. And um, so our dream would the, is... Would there be some there that, uh, what do you think? There's a, there's a couple kitchens up there, but the cost is high. And that's the Who issue. Who owns them then? Is it privately owned then? Or? Some are, and some are like, <clears throat> I know the, there was in College Heights, I believe their senior center has been looking at also trying to get Meals on Wheels off, off the ground there as well. Right. It's really hard when you don't have, like, because the cost of a commercial kitchen is a lot. Yeah. And, and that's what we need in order to run the program out of. Yeah. So, you know, my contract is through Northern Health. That's where my position funding comes from. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'd have to be able to work with them to say, hey, there's a need. And them to, to be able to have the funds to give us to say, here you go, find your kitchen. Yeah. And then, you know, I would hopefully be able to coordinate both. Yeah, and work um, with both together. Work with both, yeah. We've recently hired an assistant where I'm at now okay. because we are trying to, to spread our wings and, and, and we, don't, we don't want to waste any more time. No. We know it needs to be done. And, and, and the population is getting older, right? It is, and there's, there's no service like that in College Heights. And one thing a lot of people don't think about when they move or downsize is where their services are. Is there, are you on a bus route? They don't look at, are you close to a hospital or a doctor's office or a pharmacy, things exactly. like that. And so, you know, a lot of these people in College Heights, their houses are paid for. They've lived there for 40, 50 years. Yeah. And they don't want to just sell and move into downtown to no. be closer to services. That's a big, that's a big ask, you know, well, to, to exactly. go, hey, go for it. Yeah. So, no. you know, unfortunately, they're doing a lot of skip the dishes things like that, it, it, or, you know, ordering food, pizza, that kind of thing. So it's right. not nutritious and it's costly. Yeah. So if we could get in there, uh, the we'd have to start with the kitchen first and then we could build from there. And even if I had, I think if I just even had two drivers to start, even if we had even three days a week, 
that was how we started, you know, with North Nachaco. Yeah. I would be happy with that because at least they have an option three yeah. days a week. Yeah. So, you know, that's our, that's our big dream is to really to take care of all of Prince George. We know the heart, like I said, has an excellent program there. But, you know, that is an area of this town that is, hasn't had that service. And you think we've been in, we've been running since 2000. So for 23 years, we've never managed to get anything off the ground in College Heights. We want to change that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so, and, and the market is there. You already know the need is there. That's right. You know, so the, it, it just becomes a question of organizing something together with... Uh, Northern Health, right? That's right, and our our we have a newer executive director, and she's very driven to get yeah. this done. And that's a good thing, and that is a good thing. And um, at first, I didn't think it would be possible. I said, I've been trying to get this off the ground for you know since I've started. Yeah, and um, you know, I really think that she might be able to 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 make some moves here and 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 hopefully pull something off for us. Now. Before we finish, I want you to once more tell us how do we, uh, we will contribute from my company, 10, uh, supports $1,800. How do we get other people to donate whatever they can afford? Doesn't have to be 180, preferably, but not necessarily. (laughs) Can be whatever they can afford, but there are numerous people that could help with $180. We like to see companies step up mm-hmm. and match us in terms of uh, donating for 10, you know, and then st- st- stay aware of it, right? Yeah. And maybe even go down and watch. And what we will do in this uh, podcast, we'll look at some videos of your facility mm-hmm. uh, you know and I visited and we took some videos of it and they will become part of this podcast and so that they can see what the facility looks like and and I would invite people to go down and see the service facility that you have there and then even meet you and uh, you know and if they wish and uh, and make it part of uh, what we want to do that would be amazing, John. I mean, this is like your kindness and your generosity is so overwhelming. Um, the people you're going to be able to feed is truly just, I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, I've been blessed with, with like I've had drivers even um, that have stepped up through Remax, for example, and and uh, Leah through Remax, she's trying to get me drivers from Remax, even if they, she tells them, you do one shift a month. Yeah. Just even one a month, you can do it. Yeah. And she's going after the real estate board to get us funds, whatever they can, they can get. Yeah. And it's people like you and her and, and the individuals that are out in our community that if it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, whichever. Yeah. Each, each is just so appreciated. We, we enter this together. Yeah. And it's, I mean that like totally heartfelt. Yeah. I, um, I am blessed to do what I do. And, yeah. you know, John, and all those weird jobs I've done along the way, I have told my, my, my children, I used to joke, you know, as they went through high school, like my plan was when you're done graduating, then I'll go out and figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And so my, my youngest son graduated last year. Yeah. And I've still kind of like, I love what I do and it's fulfilling. But we moved to this new place 
I feel like we can really make a change. And I finally said, I'm bringing pictures to work. I'm, I bought a picture for my office. <laughs> yeah. I've, I know where I'm supposed to be for the first time ever, and I think I found my purpose. Be lucky to find you. you know. well, I'm going to get you, you know, so what I did is, now, as I talked to you a little bit earlier about, I wrote a book, Against All Odds, and uh, it's an autobiography, and it's not about hurrah, hurrah, John. It, it's more in spite of, you know, it's all the challenges. Everything you have to Stay the course. It took me 80 years to live, 20 years to think about it, 2 years to write it. And I'm going to get you a copy of it. Now, I don't thank know if you. I, if I, when I found it, I had my pen. And thank you. Oh, came, <laughs> did you see it? It came flying out of the sky. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to sign this for you, Nicole. Thank you so much. To Nicole. I'm putting a heart on it because that's how I feel about you. So. Thank you, John. And, and then you told me about your son. I did. Oh. And, you know, and, and uh, what's his name? Ori. Ori, yeah, you told me that. R-O-Y. Sorry without the S. Okay, so. O-R-R-Y. O-R-R-Y. Why? Oh, John, he's going to be so He'll be ecstatic. Thank you. And I'm going to get him two copies as, as well of, of both books. Oh, So I'm going to shake your hand, and then i give you a big hug after we got this off, yeah. and why don't you stand up. Okay. Thank you for having you. Thank you, know, you so I'm much, happy. John. It's been such a pleasure, and yeah. um, it's, it's truly been an honor. You've touched my heart. You touched mine, too. <laughs> and thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Nicole. He said, Nicole, I have to choose between food or living, and in order to live, I need this medication. If anyone could imagine having to choose between eating or a medication that will keep you living from day to day. Um, it was a very hard, hard talk with him about that. But in the end, in the end, I did convince him to take some um, donor sponsored meals. But at the end of the day, he had so much pride. He just couldn't do it. He lasted a week with that way and he said, Nicole, I can't do this like other people need it, even though he needed it just as much, but it was definitely a pride thing with him. Meals on Wheels is for any person who needs help with meals. It's not just seniors themselves, but our program does dominantly um, focus uh, with the seniors' nutritional needs. We have over 50 volunteers right now in the program and we're always looking for more. We always have people that are taking time off for holidays or maybe they have an upcoming surgery and need some recovery time, but we're always looking for more volunteers. And unfortunately, we can't really expand the program unless we have the drivers in order to do that. So if we don't have drivers, we can't get the meals out. So they are the key part of our program right now. And of course, our kitchen, we're, we're blessed with them here at Brunswick Street. They cater to a lot of uh, dietary needs that a lot of places perhaps wouldn't. So um, they, they have their work cut out for them here with, with 110 clients, all with different requests and needs. And there's about 14 or 15 people on the wait list right now. Unfortunately, a lot of the people on the wait list by the time we contact them have already passed away or have gone into care. That's, that's how long it's taking for any turnover in our program. Once clients are getting into it, nobody's discontinuing. So that's the, that's the catch, right? We need more volunteers to expand the program to make more spots for the clients that are on the wait list.
gosh, you guys. Holy. That was so powerful. Good one. Wow. Holy. I'm sorry. I need to take a breath. That was like... Oh.